Welcome to Cinema Chop Shop. Watch, chop, retrofit. So, where the hell's Travis? Um, he decided camping was more important than us. Nothing is more important than us. I, I guess not to Travis. Well, we'll have to have a little discussion when he returns. Welcome to Season 9, Episode 7 of Cinema Chop Shop. This is a movie podcast that concedes that remakes are going to happen, so why shouldn't movie buffs, like us, decide who is recast in those iconic roles? My name is... The Interrogation, Client Seduction, Shans of Our Youth. And I will be your host. <laughs> I am joined here in the shop without my co-host, Travis, but I am joined with my other co-host and Chop Shop regulator... Chelter Island, a.k.a. Only the Chelsea, <laughs> a.k.a. St. Chelmo's Fire. <laughs> <laughs> For the description of the show, the tagline says, Watch Chop Retrofit, because essentially that's what we do here. We watch older movies, sometimes classic films with iconic actors, then we retrofit them by tweaking the design with new parts. Quick disclaimer, we're not actually in favor of the remake, reboot, sequel-dependent cinematic culture. If you mess with the bull, you get the horns. Nice. This is more an exercise of the mind in satire and irony. We try to be funny. And sometimes we succeed without Travis. Ah, <laughs> yes. Which leads us into our next segment, movie news. And this is a segment where we keep our eyes on entertainment news throughout the week and try to pick the good nuggets that we think that you, the listener, will enjoy. And the first, as always, starts out with an R.I.P., and lucky for us, I think it's only one this week. Rest in peace to Clarence Williams III. He was known as Link on Mod Squad. But in film, he appeared in Purple Rain, Sugar Hill, Half-Baked, and Tales from the Hood. So rest in peace to him. In other movie news, via CBR, Channing Tatum is an R-rated George Washington in America, the motion picture. What the fuck? I don't know. Apparently there's a trailer for it. Via IndieWire... Carrie Mulligan and Zoe Kazan to play New York Times reporters who broke the Harvey Weinstein scandal. That will be exciting. Uh, yeah, should be pretty exciting. Um, now here's a good one. Uh, we talked about this several weeks ago. The Rob Zombie uh, directed Munsters movie is starting to pick up steam. I'm starting to see photography, and I'm assuming a trailer is imminent. So I read a tweet from him, and it said. Uh, this is the movie he's been wanting to make for like 20 years and then like posted his sort of fandom for the monsters. So I kind of got a little bit excited. Yeah, I think it's it's cool. And I've never seen Rob Zombie do a comedy. So I'm curious if it's going to stay funny. Well, I mean, even in his Halloween remakes, there are pretty good funny moments, but it is overall horror. Yeah, yeah, I get your point. Yeah, he does kind of have that uh, tongue-in-cheek aspect yeah. to it. But this is more slapstick over the top, so I, uh, yeah. I'm yeah, i curious to see how that pans out. And then finally, last story of the week, uh, Saturday Night Live uh, character McGruber is going to get <laughs> the TV show treatment on the Peacock app. Of course, this is Will Forte's character that was popular on the show. And did it get a movie? I think it got yeah, a movie. Yeah, there yeah. was a movie. Well, in the TV show, it's going to co-star Sam Elliott, Lawrence Fishburne, oh and God. Mickey Rourke. <laughs> playing his dad, the general, and his enemy, respectively. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, the MacGruber stories, you know, it was always the guest stars and the guest villains and what have you that were more interesting than MacGruber himself. I mean, he was nothing more than a, a one-note uh, MacGyver ripoff. Oh, yeah. So I'm excited to see what they do with the show. And that will wrap us up on movie news for this week. Do you hear the phone ringing? That must be the Department of Corrections Department with Chief Corrections Officer Dana. Right, chop shoppers it's time to break down a cardboard box and spin out some corrections the vanilla ice project is on the diy network lilia scala was not a trained ballerina she was actually a trained architect joe esterhouse did not direct but rather wrote the screenplays for showgirls sliver and basic instinct fredro star's real name is fred lee scruggs jr wah, wah. That wasn't Kerry Washington making out with Greg Kinnear on Friends. It was Aisha Tyler. 
I gotta run. Somebody needs me to help them carry a watermelon to a staff party. See you next time. All right, Dana, thank you so much for those corrections. I think that uh, Travis was probably more egregious than the rest of us last week. So thanks for setting him straight. Oh, that's why he's not here. Yeah, he's embarrassed, as he should be. Right. And that will close the door on the Department of Corrections for this week. And uh, that's going to move us into the theme of the episode. Um, We're going to celebrate the 59th birthday of one Ali Sheedy. Ali Sheedy, of course, was born Alexandra Elizabeth Sheedy. She is a former actress and author. And following her debut in the film uh, Bad Boys in 1983, she became known as one of the Brat Pack group of actors in the films The Breakfast Club and St. Elmo's Fire. She also acted in War Games and Short Circuit. Uh, Chelsea, what do we think about uh, Ali Sheedy? I think she's somebody that gets taken for granted a little bit. Immediately when we were talking about this episode, obviously Breakfast Club comes to mind. But then I went and looked at her catalog and I was just like, shit girl has been working and then you sort of start remembering like oh yeah okay yeah i have to agree with you there uh i was watching and we'll talk about those in the uh uh, movie marathon there are some films of hers that are mediocre and she is the bright shining point in the movie you know like she helps elevate a lot of stuff and and i think that she's really great on screen and quite versatile as we saw when we looked at some of her other films, the lesser known, more recent films. Yeah, but I think the thing that she does, no matter which character she's playing, is she's always this like unassuming thing that kind of is in the corner in the background. Like she's not one that's like, look at me, look at me. Like she's not in your face ever. I have to agree with you there. All right, well then that's gonna put us right in the middle of our midnight double feature. This is a segment where we take uh, two movies that are related or tangentially related to the subject at hand, and this week being Ali Sheedy movies, and uh, we present them as a double feature and uh, with some sort of connective tissue. And uh, Chelsea, you're the only other person in the room, so I'm going to let you go first. Ah, gee, thanks. Um, Both my movies are from 1985, and we just sort of reference them. They feature the Brat Pack. I went with The Breakfast Club and Saint Almost Fire. Okay. The Breakfast Club, my mom showed me when I was like, I don't know, I was maybe like 12. Okay. She was like, you've got to watch this movie. You've got to watch this movie. And it was so exciting to me to see the pretty popular girl be a redhead because so often they are stereotyped as, you know, nerdy and ugly and the friend i guess so that was really exciting for me saint almost fire i saw much younger than that this was a movie that my mom really liked so it was always kind of on but i don't think that i watched it at an age where i could pick up on yeah i would think some of the themes yeah i think they were totally lost on me okay yeah i i saw uh breakfast club uh the tv edit first which of course does not have the marijuana scene in it so a lot of context is lost, like they're serious one minute and they're ridiculously silly the next. Right. And it makes no sense. But uh, that's one of those uh, real touchstone movies, I think, for the 80s. And, of course, John Hughes catalog as well. And Ali Sheedy's character is is adorable in that one, um, just being the, the gothy misfit Minus the dandruff part. Yeah, the dandruff was a that little That was a little weird. I was like, mm. um, And of course, it does have that same uh, 80s uh, teen movie trope where, oh, we're going to get your hair out of your face. And look, now you're pretty. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to do a double feature that focuses on uh, Ali Sheedy, of course, but it co-stars um, other cast members of The Breakfast Club. So I'm going to start out with 1990s Betsy's Wedding. This is a movie that was written, directed, and stars Alan Alda. Um, It also co-stars Molly Ringwald, uh, Joey Bishop, Madeline Kahn, Anthony LaPaglia, Catherine O'Hara, Joe Pesci, and of course, Ali Sheedy. Oh, wow. Apparently, when Alan Alda wants to make a movie, he brings all the boys to the yard. I guess. Uh, So, yeah, just an impressive cast. Um, 
Molly Ringwald is a girl who's getting married to a boy and her father, Alan Alda and mother played by uh, Madeline Kahn. She's like, we're just going to have a real simple wedding. Well, the guy comes from a well-to-do family. They want to up the stakes and have like a really big wedding. And Alan Alda, for some reason, I guess, you know, keeping up with the Joneses decides, yeah, we'll go ahead and, and do it too. We'll, we'll, we'll go for the big wedding. Um, Ali Sheedy plays her sister in this film and she's a police officer. I'll put a pin in that and come back. Okay. To Alan Alda is a contractor and he's building a spec home. The contract, the, uh, the investor pulls out. And so he's stuck with the spec home and his brother, Joe Pesci recruits some shady character to help finance this thing and see it through so they can sell the spec. And he's mafioso. And his son played by Anthony LaPaglia. He puts him on the site just to keep a tab on things. Well, he sees Ali Sheedy and is smitten with her. And it's one of the cutest um, mismatch couples I've ever seen. Their their chemistry is really good in the movie, but obviously her being a cop and him being like a, a right. scumbag goomba, um, they're not meant to be together. But uh, pretty cool. Uh, a couple of things. Uh, the fiance in the film, his name is Jake, which Molly Ringwald's boyfriend in Sixteen Candles, Candles name was Jake, <laughs> and then. Uh, also, the casting of Madeline Kahn, she has a remarkable similarity and likeness to Ali Sheedy. And uh, it was helped. I think their hairstyles were very similar. But if you take a look at them side by side, you'll see what I'm talking about. Um, and then one little nugget, um, the taxi dispatcher in this film was played by Samuel Jackson. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to pair that with a far inferior film. It's from 1986. It's called Blue City. And it co-stars Judd Nelson and a very young David Crusoe. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah, yeah. He did not have swagger in this movie whatsoever. Also, uh, The Walking Dead's Scott Wilson is in this. And uh, just for Travisito, uh, Tiny Lister is in this in a very brief appearance. <laughs> Don't give him a shout out. He's a traitor. He is. So uh, Judd Nelson plays a drifter. He returns to his Florida hometown where his father was the mayor. And his father had died of mysterious circumstances. And his uh, mother, his mother, his stepmother is now reaping the benefits of his mm. riches. And he sets to figuring out who killed my dad. And uh, Ali Sheedy is the sister of his best friend. And they kind of hook up through the film. It has some of the worst stilted dialogue I've ever heard in my life. It's really poorly written. Or it's poorly directed. I, I can't decide which it is, but um, it's just almost unwatchable because of those problems. And uh, I actually paid to rent this movie just to Ouch. fill out the double feature. <laughs> so those are $4 I'll never see again. All right. Well, that's going to wrap us up on the Midnight Double Feature. And that's going to bring us to the big feature segment. The reason that everyone comes here. Right. It's the recap. So this is where we take one of the films from the catalog of One Alley Sheedy. And uh, we hypothetically recast it as a remake. And today we're going to be talking about uh, Short Circuit from 1986. It's the ultimate soldier. It doesn't get happy. It doesn't get sad. It doesn't laugh at your jokes. It is quite simply yeah. the most sophisticated robot on Earth. At Nova Robotics, the future is in good hands. You're doing real good. Just keep working on those last two bars. Thanks to Dr. Newton Crosby. Originally, I designed it as a marital aid. But artificial intelligence has gotten too smart. No. It's malfunctioning. It might not do anything. But it could decide to blow away anything that moves, couldn't it? Because $11 million worth of robot just hit the road. Wow! Number five is alive. Welcome to my planet. You just have to find number five, get some answers. Why don't you come on in my house? And it's got a lot of living to do. Whatever it takes to put that stupid contraption out of commission, that's what you do. Me in front. Of this Rory. stuff. Rory and Foot. Rory and Foot. And they can seem quite lifelike, but they are still machines. Oh. Number five is alive. Nice software. How it happens, who knows, but it has happened. A new comedy adventure from John Badham, the director of War Games. They're gonna be after you. We gotta get out of here now. Keep alive! Ali Sheedy. Steve Gutenberg and number five. Beautiful. Short circuit. I am alive. Best year ever. <laughs> it was a pretty good year. 
It was the best year ever. Uh, directed by John Badham, and it has a Rotten Tomatoes of 59%. Listen, I don't know, because I haven't seen this in a very long time, but there is something very problematic that makes me uncomfortable with that 59. Yeah. So here's the, here's the synopsis of this film. When one of the experimental range of uh, military robots is hit by lightning, it is given consciousness. Very plausible. It escapes from the military and befriends a young woman, uh, Stephanie Speck, played by Ali Sheedy. Its creator, Newton Crosby, played by Steve Gutenberg, the Goots, is desperate to find it or his entire project may be scrapped. Now, along the way, we've got one problematic character in this film that, who did not age well, and that was the character Ben Jabatuya. Yeah, sure. Played by one very white Fisher Stevens. I think we've referenced this on the show before. We call it curry face, spice face. Yeah, it's it's bad. It's even at the time. I don't know if it was acceptable. So I was reading somewhere that audiences were very confused by it. I can see why. Yeah. He looks like a very tan white dude, like a very bad Apu from uh, from The Simpsons, Simpsons, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's it's not good. So uh, we'll take that into account. At least I know you and I will. Uh, Travis, of course, has uh, given well, us... Well, he decided not to show up, so fuck him. Well, he's given us his picks a la the Academy Awards. He's kind of got them stuffed in an envelope for us to read. So uh, we don't know what they are, and uh, we shall see. So again, uh, the recast, uh, the roles that we're recasting, we got Stephanie Speck, played by Ali Sheedy, who was 24 at the time. Uh, Newton Crosby played by the Goots. He was 28. And uh, Ben Jabatuya played by Fisher Stevens, who was 23 at the time. I'm going to go ahead and start with Travis's first. That way we can pivot to you and then I'll do mine. Okay. All right. I am unsealing the document. In the role of Stephanie Speck, Travis has chosen an actress who is 24 years old. She was in Wayne. Red Band Society, and Cherry, Sierra Bravo. Oh, I used her a few weeks ago. Yeah, the name rang a bell for me too, and I think that's who we that's who we picked. Yeah. So, my actress, I aged everybody up a little bit, not like significantly, just because of that problematic casting choice. Um, but anyways, my actress, she was in The Perks of Being a Wallflower, The Duff, Hope Floats. I went with Mae Whitman. I think okay. she's adorable and funny and a little unassuming, kind of like Ali Sheedy. Yeah, yeah. Mae Whitman's good. I like that. All right. Well, my pick is... I got I got papers all over the place here. <laughs> my pick is 25 years old. And she has been in films such as Flipped, Resident Evil Extinction, The Spy Next Door, Swing Vote. And uh, she's working on a TV movie right now called Beautifully Flawed. Her name is Madeline Carroll. And I went with a lot of face value. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Madeline Carroll. All right. So we're going to move it on to uh, the Goots. Steve Gutenberg playing the role of Newton Crosby. Uh, 28 at the time. And Travisito. Oh, I can't wait. Has picked... An actor who's 27 now. He was in Tenacious D, Drillbit Taylor, and The Goldbergs. He went with Troy Gentile. Troy Gentile. I have recast him before. The name sounds familiar, but I can't picture a face. I say Gentile. It might be Gentili. I don't know. Or Gentile. Who knows? My actor, I've used him before, as I think we all have. Um, he's in the Spectacular Now, the Fantastic Four, the Divergent series. I went with Miles Teller. Miles Teller is good. There's something about him that reminds me of Steve Gutenberg, just in terms of comedy style, mannerisms. Mm. Um, I picked an actor that we used on the show quite a bit. Um, he's 27 years old now, and and I didn't want to use him, but it screams Steve Gutenberg to me. Um he was in uh, The Politician. He's going to be in Dear Evan Hansen. He's from the Pitch Perfect movies. I went with Ben Platt. 
kind of got the goot. Yeah. Kind of got that, what, me? Sorry. All right. Well, moving along then, we're going to get into the problematic character, Ben Jabatuya, played by Fisher Stevens, who is 23 years old. And Chelsea, I'm going to read Travisito's. Oh, I can't wait. Here we go. This actor is 28 now. He was in The Life of Pi, Million Dollar Arm, and The Illegal. He went with Suraj Sharma. Suraj Sharma. Okay. This actor, I aged up quite a bit, but he can play young, I assure you. Um, He was in Star Trek. He did voice work on DuckTales, but most people would know him from Community. I went with Danny Pudi. Oh, Danny Pudi's great. Yeah, he can do everything. I like that. I can see that. You should watch... Um... Oh, he's also on Mythic Quest. Yeah, I was going to say, you should watch Mythic Quest. Danny Pudi is a shit in this movie. I've in that seen show. three episodes. Yeah, yeah. He's a real bastard in the episode, in the, the show. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Well, then my pick, and we'll wrap this baby up here. Uh, my pick is 22 years old. I kept it young, like a, like a grad student assistant kind of guy. Right. He is. He was in uh, Diary of a Wimpy Kid, Bunked, the sequel to Diary of a Wimpy Kid. He was in Mr. Peabody and Sherman. Oh, best movie ever. Pretty good movie. Uh, but he does a lot of TV. Mira, the Royal Detective, Youth and Consequences. Um, he's pretty cool dude, though. Karan Brar. Yeah, this name popped up a lot when I was looking. Yeah. And I I just I don't know his work. So I was like, I don't know if he would fit. Well, I tell you what. that doesn't matter what but, we picked. I think all three of us did better than Fisher Stevens. Oh. 120 million percent <laughs> so uh final thoughts or comments on short circuit um i just honestly don't remember this film very much and like we were talking about earlier you kind of forget ali sheedy's in this yeah she was the star of the movie but in my mind i think of gutenberg same and the the who's johnny song yep that went with it um and and the annoying fucking robot. Mhm. Okay. Well, that's it. So, I don't know if I would rec- I pro- I'm going to say no. If you've got a VCR and you've got a limited selection of tapes. Yeah, like if this is the only movie that you can watch, <laughs> then watch it. <laughs> All right. Well, then let's uh, push this thing into intermission. And before we go, we need to say, let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby and get ourselves a Captain Crunch and Pixie Sticks peanut butter sandwich. Gross. Breakfast Club. <laughs> And for those of you just tuning in, you're listening to the Chop Shop Morning Zoo on WCCS 85.5 FM, The Shop, with Travisito, the brew boss, and me, Chelsea, the regulator, where we'll be breaking down the recast of your precious childhood movies all All morning morning long. (laughs) And if you can't listen on your toilet or in your car, just search for Cinema Chop Shop on podbean.com. And it came to pass that the Lord Pod saith unto the chop shoppers to go forth, to rate, to review, and to subscribe to Cinema Chop Shop on all of your social media and your podcaster apps. Now it's about time for the holy sacrament of a beer check-in. You too can follow the path to Cinema Chop Shop on Untapped. That's U-N-T-A-P-P-D. Everyone, Hallelujah! Praise Jesus! Amen. Well, hello there, all you naughty chop shoppers. So, you like to listen? Oh, you're bad. Wouldn't you also love to see all of our hot pictures and posts on our very own social media? Just search for Cinema Chop Shop on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. If you think you can handle it. This weekend on CCS Wrestling. Woo!
Woo! If you miss this event, you suck! Woo! It'll be the ultimate recasting extravaganza you have ever seen. Between the challenger... Trontastic Ron! I'm gonna rip his face off! Woo! And the defending champ... Little Thanos! You ain't got nothing, brother! I can't stop saying woo! It's an actual medical condition! So if you've got a problem with that, we'll see you in Gmail, where you can send us comments, corrections, concerns, and complaints. That's cinemajobshop at gmail.com. Do you need a used movie? Good credit, bad credit, no credit, no problem. Come on down to Wacky Trav's Cinema Chop Shop Blowout Sale. He's He's out out of of his mind. mind. Where we can guarantee you, you'll go home happy. Social security number, criminal background check, and blood sample required. Side effects may include euphoria, hallucinations, and delusions of grandeur. So please remember to watch Watch Chop Chop Retrofit. All right. Welcome back. Thank you for uh, bearing with us. Uh, I went and peed in the yard. I still don't pee in the yard. Because you're classy. Duh. I'm a fucking lady. Well, Chelsea, when we come back from intermission, what do we like to do? Uh, Beer check-in. Beer check-ins. We're going to check one in today that's on theme in a way. Um, It's a classic. It's from Founders Brewing. It's Breakfast Stout. Mm. In honor of the Breakfast Club. It's a double chocolate coffee oatmeal stout. Um, it's 8.3%. I forgot about that part. So Chelsea's going to drink this. She's not a stout drinker. But you like the coffee sometimes. You know what? That's actually not bad. Yeah. And I really don't like stouts. There you go. Um, iconic. It's got a little... It's like a Norman Rockwell kind of painting of like a kid eating cereal. And this label uh, gets blocked in certain states that are very sensitive to, you know, beer advertising to children right so uh we're fortunate enough to not give a shit so i'm gonna have a sip too oh that's delicious Mm -hmm. that's a good beer that's a classic rightfully so all right well it's time for the uh 2021 movie marathon this is the 162nd day of the year as travis is probably on I don't know, 159. <laughs> I'm on 197. I'm on 232. It was a rough week for me. Okay. I'm still. I will rally. I'm still a good 35 behind you. I will rally. You don't need to rally. Well, I'm, I'm going to. Uh, all right. So uh, what we do is we watch uh, uh, as many new to us movies as we can throughout the year. The goal being 365 and uh, try not to. Uh, you know, double up or overlook anything. And uh, we check them in on Twitter and on Letterboxd. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, yeah, check them out if you want to see what we're watching and read our somewhat unclever reviews. Chelsea, what is your first movie this week? So this is one that I haven't seen, and it's part of the In Search of Darkness list that uh-huh. we're trying to complete. Yep. It's called Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. And this one does not feature Michael Myers. Yep. Kind of goes off the walls a little bit. And it's about this company that creates these masks for Halloween that are targeted to children with the most fucking annoying song in the world. I mean, up until I heard that song, I thought It's a Small World After All was the most annoying song. No, <laughs> no. Um, And these kids are supposed to wear them. And I guess there's like some frequency or something that comes across on the waves of the television but it's it's going to kill everybody that's wearing this mask and the point i have no idea why because <laughs> they're evil well the cool thing about it was that you know john carpenter never intended for halloween to become this michael myers thing he just wanted it to be scary halloween type stories and uh Pardon me. Excuse you. Fucking rude. And I guess the studio or the box office take wasn't what it needed to be. So they went back to the Mike Myers thing. And uh, yeah, I kind of, I'm kind of sad that they didn't keep with the idea of it being, you know, self-contained stories because even in the movie, there's a TV screen behind uh, the lead actor at the bar Mm -hmm. and it's referencing, you know, 
uh, tonight at 8 o'clock, the classic Halloween. And so they actually show the movie that preceded this one. So anyway, I liked it. I thought it was cool. I mean, I liked it too. And knowing that, I, I wonder what sort of characters or villains that we missed out on. But Michael Myers is so iconic. He is. He is. Um, so I'm going to check in a film directed by Todd Salons. It's called Life During Wartime. And this is a, it's an Ali Sheedy movie in a way. She has a very small part in this, but it's really an, uh, an Allison Janney movie. And uh, it's very darkly comedic. It, it I, you, you laugh at certain things and feel guilty about laughing at stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, she's in a very awkward, shitty relationship with this man who's way shorter than she is. And it's, it just it looks funny. He's a lot older than her. She has a young son who keeps asking very inappropriate questions. And she's got a sister who played Moaning Murdy in the uh Moaning Myrtle. Yeah, Moaning Myrtle in the uh Harry Potter Okay. things. And she's delusional. Her she has several lovers who have either died or left her that she keeps hallucinating and just a strange movie, but I watched it because it had Ali Sheedy in it, and unfortunately, she just doesn't have a big part in it. Hmm. Next up for you. Uh, this piece of shit movie, The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It, from 2021. <laughs> uh, it's just another story about Ed and Lorraine Warren, and it tells the same fucking story as all the other ones, just set in a different time period they have different clothes they're a little bit fucking older and it it was tedious and torture to watch it now this is a is this the last one in the series is that what i heard i fucking hope so i think that's my understanding uh and i hope it is because the the wheels are starting to fall off they this is a different director but they use the same you're looking at something, the camera pans to the right, and there's a very horrendous, scary monster standing right it's behind you. It's just jump scare after jump scare. It, it became stupid. And this story was really disjointed. You had, yes. the, you had the killer, his sister, the kid, but then you also had Ed and Lorraine. What are their names? Ed and Lorraine Warren. Okay. And you know she's off in this limbo land talking to this evil woman and then but he intersects with it sometimes i found it very contrived but my favorite part of the film was at the very end where they had like actual recordings and actual photos and footage of everybody that was kind of cool that's always my favorite part of these films but the other thing that i really like is patrick wilson and vera uh farmiga mm-hmm. they have fucking great chemistry oh, i love them together yeah i think they're fantastic and i think they should make babies i do too <laughs> all right so i'm gonna check in another uh ali sheedy film this one's called little sister this one's cool i like this one a lot this is from uh 2016 it's set in Asheville, north carolina and Addison Timlin is the uh, star of this movie. We I used her in a recast just last week. Yeah, uh, she returns home from her convent in New York um, to see her newly returned brother, who was burned in the Iraq War. And uh, this is just prior to her taking her vows. So she comes back, and <clears throat> Ali Sheedy is her mother in this film. Uh, Barbara Crampton is the uh, oh yeah uh, uh, yeah she's the nun she's like the 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 sister or whatever the the she lends her her car and so she goes back home to see her brother and of course that the old you know you can never go home again plays true here she walks back into her old room and it's all gothy and you know she true to nun form she was a virgin but she lived that goth lifestyle but she mm-hmm. never drank or anything. And so she's kind of sowing some wild oats a little bit in this film. Ali Sheedy is hilarious. She's a pot-smoking, mushroom-chomping mom. And nice. uh, does not understand why her daughter has gone off to be a nun in the first place. Um, a lot of uh, typical family drama type stuff where we're talking about what's happening, but we're really not talking about what's really happening in right. the movie. I enjoyed it quite a bit. That's cool. 
what's next for you? My last check-in is an Ali Sheedy movie from 1998. It's called High Art. Um, basically, there's this female who is, I don't, is she like an art editor? Magazine, like small magazine editor. And she discovers kind of by accident that Ali Sheedy's character is a great photographer. She brings in photos to the magazine and they're like, oh my God, like I know this person. We thought she moved, was in Paris, just like packed ship, jump ship. She was gone. And she's like, no, nah, she's my neighbor. Like her apartment's right above mine. Um, anyways, they commission her to do uh, a piece for the magazine and there's lots of drugs. There's even more drugs. And then when you don't think that you have enough drugs, they put more drugs in your face. Um, and it's just about everything sort of falling apart. I particularly like this movie. I did um, too. I like that Ali Sheedy transformed herself physically for this role. Typically, Ali was, um, especially in her later roles, rounder, more full uh, bodied. In this, she is very uh, lean and very angular. So she kept reminding me of somebody. And I was like, oh, my God, who is she reminding me of? And then Twitter this morning, it clicked. She looks like Tignataro, like a young Tignataro. She does. And it also reminds me of some of Parker Posey's uh, indie roles as well. Yeah, uh, yeah it's it's a neat film. I, I liked it quite a bit. It um, co-stars the lead actress from Pitch Black, uh, Australian actress. And uh, I thought she was quite good as well. And Nolan from Revenge. Oh, that's right. Nolan from Revenge was in it. Um, playing, was he like kind of like a jilted lover, really? He was um, Sid, the magazine editor's boyfriend. Okay. And Patricia Clarkson, who is a very coked out German. Yeah. You can't understand her. She just <laughs> is high and mumble. <laughs> kind of German, kind of Russian. Maybe. All right. Well, enough about the uh, movie marathon for this week. It's time for us to get into the recast continued. Part two. Redux. And we are going to be talking about a film that was new to me this week. Me too. It's from 1991, directed by one of my least favorite uh, directors, Chris Columbus. But I have to admit, he got me on this one. Uh, it's Only the Lonely. When's the last time you were on a date? Two, three months ago. Try nine, Danny. Hey, who's counting? The husband-to-be. I'm not carrying this guy down six flights of stairs. I'll tell you that right now. Oh. Ain't no way I'm going to clean that up. Sometimes it is not good to be a cop. The bride-to-be. Did you mean him to look like Clark Gable? Yeah. He's a, he's a dead ringer. I didn't mean dead like that. I don't mean dead. You know what I meant. Uh, he's got a girl. The mother who won't let it be. Died and left you an opinion. Rose, I know you realize it's the 90s. I'm just not sure you realize it's the 1990s. Reasons why you can't go out with me on Saturday. You're seeing somebody else. No. You gotta leave your options open, Danny. You're getting your legs waxed. No. Sample some of the other flavors. You have to lube your car? No. I'll see you at 7. I hope you don't mind coming here. I wanted to bring you somewhere special on our first date. For Danny Muldoon and Teresa Luna... Love is in the air. Yeah! See, I just got lucky in there with a girl. That's not what you're thinking. She does everybody in there. Not in that way. Daddy? Oh, my God, it's my mom. Come on, hurry up. Over there, over there, over there. And mother <gasps> is in between. Mom, promise me you'll be on your best behavior. Where are her breasts? What? She's got no breasts. Uh -huh. Well, it's just in the neighborhood, and I thought I'd drop by. But before they can tie the knot... I'll be down in a minute and make you some breakfast. Oh, that'll be nice. He has to untie the apron strings. I'm 38 years old. I don't need this. Only the lonely. John Candy. I haven't kissed a girl I wasn't related to in a long time. Ali Sheedy. Are we ever going to be alone? Maureen O'Hara. You haven't heard my side of the story. James Belushi. She's just playing hard to get. And Anthony Quinn. She's been hard to get for 20 years. That's, that's really hard to get. Only the lonely. 
From John Hughes and Chris Columbus comes a comedy for anyone who's ever had a mother. And it's got a Rotten Tomato score of 64%. And I think that's criminally low. I do too. I friggin' love this movie. So here's the synopsis. Rose, played by the legendary Maureen O'Hara, dearly loves her adult son, Danny, played by the legendary John Candy. But when Danny meets Teresa, played by Ali Sheedy, and falls deeply in love, Ruth feels threatened. No shit. Desperate not to lose her son to the shy young woman, Ruth uses dirty tactics to keep the two apart. Danny is perplexed as to what he should do, so he consults his friends, Patrick, played by Kevin Dunn, and Sal, played by James Belushi. James Belushi, even James Belushi was bearable in this movie. Yeah, and I think it's funny that he's credited as James Belushi. Jim Belushi. Uh, who give him some skewed advice. Now, Danny is torn between what his loved ones advise and what his heart tells him. Chelsea, your thoughts? Um, I love this. John Candy was adorable. And sometimes, like in some of his movies, and it's funny, don't get me wrong, but he can be like over the top and just this like goofy slob. Mm-hmm. And... He's so sweet and he's so vulnerable and I just want to hug him. Yeah. And Ali Sheedy is so cute. Again, very much like her character from The Breakfast Club. Kind of awkward, quiet, shy. She is the funeral director's daughter. Mm -hmm. And she does the makeup on the bodies. And she's always trying to make them look like famous Hollywood. Like old Hollywood. Old Hollywood celebrities. Um I thought John Candy offered so much depth and dimension in oh, this it was, part. It was wonderful to now, see him in a role like that. Now, this was a, a, a John Hughes production. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so it does have a lot of those earmarks. But, uh, boy, Maureen O'Hara, when talk about dirty tricks. Talk about a controlling mother. Oh, God. Um, she was just despicable in yeah. the first two acts of the film. Um and Ali Sheedy was great, and John Candy was great. This is a great movie. I, I love it. And Everybody should watch it. Yeah, it, it's a beautiful romantic comedy. So we're going to jump into our recast on this great, great movie. We're going to lead off with John Candy. He played uh, Danny Muldoon, age 41. And uh, then we move on to the mother, Rose Muldoon, played by Maureen O'Hara, who was 71. And, of course, Allie Sheedy played the role of Teresa Luna. Allie was 29 years old. Uh, Chelsea, what does Travis have? Um, well, I'm going to fix your order. Oh. Yeah. So we're going to do John Candy as Danny. Yeah. Then we're going to do Allie Sheedy as Teresa. Yeah. And then we're going to do Maureen O'Hara as Rose. Oh, thank you. Yes, yes. I'm sorry. I was reading off of an the many sheets I have around me. I know. I was just letting you know. Thank you. Thank you. So Travis picked an actor that is 43 now. He was in Good Burger, Fat Albert, and The Mighty Ducks. He went with Keenan Thompson. Okay. Okay. I can see that. I like it a lot. Um, do you want me to go next? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Doing the back and forth. Okay. Um, I went with an actor who is also 41 years old. And has been in uh, shows such as Live and Maddie, uh, Where's the Party, uh, According to Jim, and was in the film In Vino. I'm talking about daughter of John Candy, Jennifer Candy. I thought you were going to do that after you showed the picture to me. All Wait. right. What? What? Jennifer Candy is playing... I'm doing a gender flip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just trying to... I was placing it in my head. So I guess it would be Danielle Muldoon. Yeah. All right. My actor has been in a ton of stuff. Uh, He was in Sex Tape, The Muppets, Forgetting Sarah Marshall. I went with Jason Segel. Good pick. Lovable lug. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that a lot. All right. Well, then let's move it on to the crafty... Puppeteering Rose Muldoon. No. no. Let's move it on <laughs> to the adorable Teresa Luna, played by Ali Sheedy. 
Travis's actress is 28 now. She was in Before I Fall, My Dead Ex, Still Star-Crossed, Medallion Rahimi. I hope that's how you say it. Well, I consulted you, so... That's how I would say it. I blame Sean. <laughs> okay. Well, that's an, that's certainly a name. All right. Well, in keeping with my gender flip, um, I went with a 31-year-old actor, and... I was thinking in terms of what would what would be even more relevant today than an Irish Catholic mom just objecting to her son dating in general. I went mm-hmm. with what would uh, what would she object to her daughter dating in general? Um, so this actor was in Lion, uh, Chappie, and Slumdog Millionaire, and the upcoming Green Knight. I went with Dev Patel. Oh, he's great. Yeah, I figured an Indian type Pakistani type romance would send uh, Maureen O'Hara into hysterics. Yeah. So who do you got, Chelsea? My actress was in, I think it's a TV show, Beauty and the Beast, Canadian TV show called Flashpoint, Russian Doll, Mostly TV shows, but everyone knows her from Schitt's Creek. I went with Annie Murphy, who plays Alexis. Yay! I like that. She's got another TV show coming out on AMC. Mm-hmm. Fuck that guy or something. Yeah, something explicit. Yeah. So good for her. I hope it does well. All right. Well, then that leads us to the mom, Rose Muldoon, star uh, played by uh, Maureen O'Hara, age seventy-one. Who did Travis pick? Travis's actress is 65 now. She was in Sister Act, Ghost, Burglar. He went with Whoopi Goldberg. Okay. Kenan Thompson's mom played by Whoopi Whoopi Goldberg. Goldberg. I like that a lot. I think that's that's good, even though Travis isn't here, so fuck him. Your picks suck. Yes, they all suck. And we're fighting. All right, Chelsea, uh, it's my turn. It is your turn. (sighs) This was... Semi low hanging fruit. Um, the actress is uh, 67 years old. Um, she's from Canada and she was in Frank and Weenie, A Mighty Wind, Best in Show, For Your Consideration, Home Alone. She's of no relation whatsoever. I went with Catherine O'Hara. Nice. Yeah. My... She did some stuff with John Candy. Yeah. So I thought it'd be kind of an homage. All right, Chelsea, blow us away. My actress was in Speed, uh, No Country for Old Men, Little Miss Sunshine, Willie's Wonderland, Donnie Darko. I went with Beth Grant. Okay. Because she can do a good sharp tongue. And we just talked about her on the Tobolowski episode. We did. Yeah, she's good. Good pick. I like that. Um, one thing we didn't talk about in the uh, synopsis, this thing takes place in Chicago. Mm-hmm. And boy, it... It's Chicago. I love that city. Uh, I'm assuming it takes place on the south side because they go to the White Sox game. Uh, he woos her with a, a date on the field. Oh, that was of, so cute. Old Comiskey Park, which I adore Old Comiskey Park. So that was really cool. And yeah, it was uh, beautiful because it was uh, it was their first date. Mm-hmm. So he really pulled out all the stops and she was so awkward and so intimidated and they had the little uh, good night scene where he thought he had blown it, and she really opened up and apologized for blowing it herself. So I, I thought that was really great. Um, this is a good movie. It was really good. I loved it. I, I think that Rotten Tomatoes has it wrong. This is a much better film than its sixty four. Yeah, sixty four. Yeah, I, I I can't say enough good things. This is a good pick on Travis's part, even yeah. though he's not here. Fuck him. Good pick on pulling this one for the recast. I like this one a lot. Me too. All right. Well, then that's going to pull us into our bonus segment. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a battle royale. This is off the top of my head. Okay. Who's going to win in a bare knuckle brawl in their prime between Ali Sheedy, Ali G, or an Alley Cat? Ali G. Yeah. Why is that? He'll talk your head off. He'll just sit there and go, point nine, 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 
Yeah, I think I'm going to have to go with Allie G as well. Allie Sheedy's too sweet and fuck cats. Yeah. Yeah, fuck cats. They'll get you with the toxoplasmosis in the end, but Allie G. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, then there we go. Um, want to thank the guest. I'm not a guest. Fuck you. That's what it says here on Travis's script. I'd fuck like, you, Travis. I'd like to thank Travis for not showing up and choosing camping over his podcast. Right. Um, plugs. Uh, what you got? Anything good? Anything good coming up? Anything we talk guess, about? I guess trivia. Oh, trivia. Are we still doing trivia? I don't know. We might be fucking camping. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Um, all right. Well, uh, speaking of trivia, next week's episode, it's action adventure movies in honor of Father's Day. And uh, Chelsea, you have the trivia question. I do. All right. Hit me. So what 1954 Charlton Heston film is often credited as the inspiration for Raiders of the Lost Ark? Charlton Heston. Yep. He just told you this yeah, on Tuesday. Yeah, it's like Sahara Midrift or some stupid name like that. Secret of the Incas. Secret of the Incas. That's exactly what I said. Yeah, Secret nailed it. Secret of the Incas. All right, well, that should open up uh, a lot of fun opportunities for us for recast as well as double features. I like it. Maybe Travis will be here. Maybe he won't. Like, I don't fucking know. So uh, let's plug this piece of shit podcast. (laughs) We probably just ruined it. (laughs) Please rate, review, and subscribe to uh, us on your podcatcher apps. Uh, We're cinemachopshot.podbean.com. Uh, on Twitter, we're at Cinema Chop Shop. On Facebook, we're Cinema Chop Shop. Gmail, Cinema Chop Shop at gmail.com. We're always checking that. Um, we're on Untapped. That's U N T A P P D. We'll talk about the beer that I checked in, the breakfast stout. I guess it's we. You had some. I did. And uh, if you're so inclined, we're on YouTube as Cinema Chop Shop Podcast. There's some little goodies and nuggets and. We need to think of something new to record. Uh, maybe our next uh, next watch party that's coming up in a few weeks. Maybe we'll record that. Yeah. That'd be fun. So uh, we want to say farewell. We want to thank you, the listeners. Uh, thank you so much for listening and downloading. And tell your friends and make them download too and rate us. Uh, please remember to wear a mask. Get that Vax. Social distance. And remember to watch, watch Chop, chop Retrofit. retrofit. And fuck Travis. That's right. <laughs>